Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Predictor Podcast. I am your host, Al Walsh, and we are brought to you by SportsPredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to the Sports Picks packages from long-term winning bettors. Once again, that's SportsPredictor.com. Make sure you give us a follow there on Twitter, at PredictorHQ. Once again, that's on Twitter, at PredictorHQ. On today's episode, we've got Chris Dawson with us to break down the opening round of the NFL playoffs. Make sure you follow Chris on Twitter at Cash Gritty. Chris, what's going on? Psyched for these playoffs. Hey. Yeah, it's going to be a um, a great month of football. I'm really looking forward to it as well. And getting the uh, regular season over, all these games are very heavily weighted on what they mean. So uh, very excited moving forward for the playoffs. Indeed. So typically Chris and I, we break down the main games on each slate and, you know, the games that, that mean a lot in terms of betting. Well, guess what, folks? You're in luck. Only four games, and they all matter this week. So we're going to be breaking them down uh, in great detail. But, um, you know, I guess just to, uh, you know, before we begin, uh, any uh, any kind of memorable moments there from uh, from the regular season that you want to talk about? Um, Not right off the uh, top of my head. It was... Uh... It was, you know, quite the season like they all are. Um, I, I think it was, um, I guess, kind of a loss for words on picking out any exact moments that really stand out to me. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so, uh, you know, as the as the usual format goes for the playoffs, two games on Saturday, uh, two games on Sunday. We will just get right into it, and we'll start with the uh, in chronological order how they go where we've got the Buffalo Bills traveling down south to face the Houston Texans. Uh, we saw this line open at uh, minus three and a half in some spots, three in others, but uh, now it's Texans minus two and a half here that they are favored by. Uh, we've also got a total here at 43 and a half. That's actually jumped two points from the opening line there at 41 and a half. So uh, any particular lean or anything that you're looking forward to in this one? Um, I think it's an intriguing matchup. To me, these are the two lowest-rated teams we have um, in the playoffs this year. So if, if there's anything to say for that, I think to some of the value people are finding in the bills that is false is kind of based off of their 6-2 and two road record. Um, I don't hold much weight for that. They Some of those wins were against the, the Jets, the Giants, the Dolphins, um, they did win a tough game at Pittsburgh on a primetime matchup, but it was um, against the Steelers team that was very depleted offensively. So not real high on the Bills right here. Everything for me is pointing towards the Texans, but I will not be placing a wager on them for the simple fact that they are led by what I consider the weakest coach in the playoffs in Bill O'Brien. And I just will not trust him uh, with my money opening up the playoffs this year. And, of course, it would not be an NFL first round if the Texans weren't leading off the day on, uh, you know, on Saturday there. It seems like they are forever the, the first game uh, at home there that we get of the playoffs each month. But, you know, that, that's how you do it. You got to put, you know, the, the more elevated matchups in prime time and, you know, as they say, save the best for last and, Typically, those Texans are certainly not the best, and in that situation, yeah. But you know they're so talented, and and they should have the Bills' number uh, this week. Kind of expect them to 
to be able to score some points with Deshaun Watson and the skilled players they have at receiver. Uh, I think it will be a very entertaining game, especially some of the inner matchups, um, most importantly with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and, and Trey White on the other side. Uh, we should see plenty of one-on-one matchups with those two. I think that'll be uh, very entertaining and quite intriguing to watch. So, uh, as we mentioned, the total jumped two points here. Now, and you know, it sounds like not too thrilled with either team, you know, in the situation. Uh, definitely leaning with the Texans, though. Uh, any, any particular thoughts on the on the total play on this one? Um, I, I won't have a play on it, but I, I would also lean towards the over. Yep. I think the Texans will be able to score some points. I think for the over backers, some of the um, concern will be if the Bills um, can keep up, uh, if the Texans do get off to a, uh, you know, offensive spark and um there's a good possibility that the bills will score some points maybe in mop-up time if the texans do build up a big lead the concern with playing the over is the bills defense is legit and if they can stymie the texans offense then we could see the bills play this close to the best and i wouldn't be shocked if it was a low scoring game heading into the second half i think uh i think a lot of you know uh, the over-under has to do with how well the Texans perform on offense and if that forces the Bills to kind of open up their offense later in the game. Yeah, we've seen uh, the Texans not, you know, be such a great defense. Uh, I saw a couple numbers out there. Uh, just absolutely terrible on a yards per play allowed basis. Uh, but it does appear like they're going to get J.J. Watt back for this matchup. And, you know, if he's going to be 100% or not, whatever the case is, that certainly has to be just a boost in morale to the Texans. Sure, he 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 definitely you know isn't the player he has been in the past, but um, he's an upgrade from the players have been taking his spot, and I think it's just as important that he does provide a lot of on-field leadership for the team. So it's definitely a plus for them, uh, especially if they get past this round. You know, they'll definitely need him traveling into wherever they would go next if they can pull off the win against the Bills. All right, all right, all right. Let's. Uh talk about this second matchup that we're going to have on Saturday night where we got the Tennessee Titans uh, traveling uh, up north to face the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots, minus five favorites in this one. We've got the total at 44 here. Uh, which way are we leaning here, Chris? Uh, I don't have a lean at all on this game. Uh, even even worse insight than the game before, you know, <laughs> when we were leaning Texans. I just... Uh, you know, just not really trusting this New England team. I spoke that throughout the season, and if we go back to the season preview, um, although I wasn't predicting that New England would not make the playoffs, I did think they would have a down season just compared to our expectations of them. Um, I think it's a tough game to handicap. You know, the Titans have really turned things around with Tannehill, a quarterback. He's been scoring a lot of points for them. And on the flip side, you know, it's really hard to um, to bet against New England at home with playoffs. So I think the five is a is a hard number to crack. Um, it will be a game I'll be watching for and, and possibly hoping to get in at some point in the game if we can get the Patriots at something under three points. So uh, interesting note here with the with the total there at 44. Uh, 61% of the public bets so far uh, on the over in this game. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because obviously the Patriots, you know, we saw them kind of, I don't, I don't know if carved up is the right word, but you know, certainly their, you know, their, uh, allure of, of the defense and everything, giving up 27 points to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins there, 
uh, in the regular season finale in a game that they absolutely needed uh, to get that that first round by. And I think you know pretty pretty much everyone, including myself, uh, you know I'm sure you did too. Everybody thought that the Patriots was just going to win that game going away. But uh, do you see there being some sort of a motivation factor in terms of you know the defense stepping up or the offense stepping up that could you know play either way into this total? Well, they're of course a professional organization more than you know i guess i wouldn't say more than the others but we kind of rate them as you know more professional than the others in their approach i don't think they need a lot of uh, bulletin board material or, or anything to get them hyped up for this home game i think the leadership of brady and belichick are enough and you would you know we can expect that they will show up this week but um you know they have been the patriots uh of past over the last half of the season. And, you know, we've seen struggles on the offense and we've seen the defense kind of regress to what they were, how they were performing in that first six weeks. Um, so, you know, as for the, uh, total and, and over under, I think it's hard to say in this as well, because the offense just hasn't really been real consistent and we've seen some, you know, cracks in the defense, but the Titans, do we really expect them to come out and open up the offense and get into the, a shootout with New England is kind of unlikely. We're seeing some of the public come in on the over um, because in these playoff games, you know, if a team does get up or start running away, the other team will get very aggressive in their play calling and also in their decision making on, you know, third and shorts and fourth and shorts. And uh, a lot of times, when the favor starts running away with these games, we see the dog open up and that's what pushes these numbers over. Interesting. Now also too, we've got, uh, you know, two head coaches that know each other. Well, uh, former linebacker there for uh, Pat's head coach, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, now the head coach for Tennessee. Uh, any, you know, you're a guy that watches film a lot. Is there anything that Vrabel is going to be able to do that Belichick doesn't know about? Um, no, I don't really think so. I, I think a lot of times with these, you know, past New England associates coming back and playing against Belichick. Um, I think it actually works against them from a psychology standpoint. I think they have a little bit of, you know, that, that old school Mike Tyson fear when they, when they walk into the, walk into the stadium to play against Belichick and, and Belichick is a great tendency breaker, uh, breaking his own tendency. So it's very hard for, you know, these teams to, um, like a Mike for able to, to kind of pick up on something from years past and use it against Belichick because Belichick just moves on from those things. And one of the things that makes him so successful is breaking his own tendencies and catching you know teams by surprise with his scheme. So um, I think it's a tough matchup for Mike Frayable to find a way to uh, find an edge against Belichick. Yeah, and it's fine. And you mentioned Mike Tyson. We, we get a chance to use my favorite quote in the entire world on this one where everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. And, you know, that, that certainly could happen up in New England. Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, worth noting for this game that, um, you know, if Adam Humphreys, uh, he'll probably want to find a way to play for the Titans, but he's certainly not healthy. So even if he does play, you wonder uh, what kind of impact he'll have. And he's been um, he's been a vital part of the, the Titans offense this year. So um, if they even if they do have him, I don't think he's 100 percent. And um, that just goes against the Titans and finding ways to score in New England. So it's a tough game. I'll be uh, intrigued to watch it and kind of see how how it you know develops. Um, but I do think the Patriots win this game and move forward. It's just can they cover the five is the question. Did uh, good old uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great Adam Humphreys. He's a good pickup for them this year, you know. And I mean, he was 
instrumental for uh for Tampa Bay last year and um you kind of got to wonder you know Tampa Bay scored a lot of points this year and if they would have had Adam Humphreys what kind of difference would that would have made in their offense yes yes and and you also have to wonder if Jameis Winston didn't throw 30 interceptions what kind of impact that would have had on the offense but you know yeah we're talking about playoff teams here so that is as what it is all right so um I'm interested in this as always with you because you know you're you're great about uh you know talking about these in-game betting situations. You know, you always have a great feel uh on these games before they even start. So, uh in both the Bills, Texans and Titans Patriots matchup, is there a particular situation that you see where all right, you know, because look, I myself I'm looking at these games and I'm like, all right, like I I don't really have a great feel for them either, but uh, you know, we have to bet on them at some point. So what is going to be a situation in either of these games that you think that uh, we can capitalize on in a live situation? Well, I think the Titans-Pats game is kind of a wild card. You know, we could see the Patriots, if they get up early, possibly run away from the Titans here. So I don't know if there would be, you know, much value in getting the Titans um, at plus 10 or 14 if they're down two scores. Um so I, I don't really see much there. Like I mentioned before, if some way early in this game the Titans get up, you know, seven or ten to nothing, able to get uh, a decent deal on the Patriots, I would be willing to to take the Patriots at anything um, less than minus three. So you know, minus two and a half or two, right. and I wouldn't want to do that if they were down more than ten points. And a lot of that indication will be how early it is. If they're down ten at the half you would be getting a much better deal on them than minus two or two and a half. But if it was if they're down 10 at the end of the first quarter, I don't think the books are going to give out the Patriots at even money or anything sure. like that. Yeah. Um, so because of how early it is in the game. But if any time during the first half of the game or at halftime, uh, the Patriots are within 10 points and, and I can get them at uh, something less than minus a field goal, I would take that. Um, but as for an idea of the flow of the game. Uh, the Bills Texans probably has a little more um, possibility of that. I, I do think the Texans are definitely a tell of two halves team. So if, and this goes back to Bill O'Brien again, but if they were to get up really early in this game by, you know, 14, 17, 20 points, um, I would be willing to take a strong look at the Bills in the second half. Um, you know, not necessarily to come back and win the game but to get back into the game and closen that up. And then on the flip side, again, the Texans are a tell of two halves. If they were to get down early, um, could possibly look at pulling the Texans string for the second half as well. Um, I think the X factor in this is, you know, will the Bills be able to take advantage of the Texans' bad half? Their anemic offense compared to other NFL teams could possibly mean if the Texans come out flat for the first quarter or something, maybe a couple of turnovers, will Buffalo be able to take advantage of that and build a lead will be the question. All right, all right. So we've got AFC Saturday. We've got NFC Sunday. Uh, kind of interesting how they how they match those games up there, but uh, we got to play it as it lies, as they say in the golf game. So uh, we're going to have the Minnesota Vikings uh, coming in, stumbling to the playoffs, uh, going on the road to face the New Orleans Saints. Saints are eight-point favorites in this one. And we've got the highest total of wild card round weekend 
at 49 and a half in this one. Uh, total actually opened there at 47 and jumped two and a half points up there. 83% of the public bets are there on the over. 60% of the public bets are on the Saints in this matchup here too. So, you didn't like much in the AFC games. Change of heart in the NFC. A change of heart in the NFC, but not on this one. Okay. So this, 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 this is um, saving the best you know, for last. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, saving the best for last. Um, you know, th- this is another another just tough game. You know, the the eight points is pretty sharp for me. Uh, one of my issues overall is I kind of like the Vikings overall makeup as a balanced attack on offense and defense compared to the Saints. Um, but Mike Zimmer. His, you know, bend don't break offense. I don't know if that's going to be a good recipe uh, against this Saints team because of Drew Brees' ability to operate well once he gets inside the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Minnesota, you know, defensively, they don't have a whole lot of options other than, you know, be who they are and and play their scheme. I think the Saints will be able to control some time and, and also be able to punch things through beyond the 30. Now, on the flip side, the Vikings offense is loaded. They seem to be kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and, you know, what we get from them, there's times they look very crisp, like they're possibly one of the elite offenses in the league, and then sometimes they just seem to go into a shell. So their uh, offense is kind of the X factor that I'm wondering what it'll look like um, in New Orleans. And then, like I said, on the flip side, I do expect the Saints will be able to score some points against the Vikings. Um, how this will all end in regards to the eight points is uh, is just kind of up in the air still for me. So I do like that you, you like the Saints to score some points, and obviously that kind of plays out with the total uh, and what's going on there. We do get 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins, which you know is much better than any other time Kirk Cousins. So, you know, being that you think that the Saints are a good bet to score some points here, Again, too, their outside cornerbacks uh, got absolutely toasted throughout the regular season. Uh, the Saints can certainly do some damage there. They can put Mikey Thomas wherever the hell they want. He's going to get his. But uh, being that we have Kirk Cousins there at 1 o'clock, knowing you know, that he's just much better at that point, would you, would you I guess, lean more towards the over there? Um, I don't really have a, even a lean on the over-under, and it, it actually is a, goes back to what I just said. Um, is the Saints, you know, I do think they'll move the ball, but we'll see some of the clock melting away as they're moving yeah. it between the 20s. And then also, um, a lot of it will have to do with their red zone um, execution. So I do believe in Drew Brees and being able to score points. But again, uh, everything has to work together, and we have to go back to the Vikings offense when we look at the full game to where if they're not really able to move the ball and score and the Saints do start getting up by a touchdown or 10 points and then they get these red zone opportunities, how aggressive are they going to be? Or are they going to be willing to settle for field goals if they're able to get the Vikings down two or three scores? So I think overall the um, the total is is very sharp. Um, I think it could fall either way and it will be based off of you know, red zone scoring. Uh, but there there is a little angle I'll be watching for um, in game that might tell us a story of, of the second half. And that will be, kind of what you alluded to is the Saints defense. Um, I'm not real high on their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen. I've spoke before about his inability to make in-game adjustments whenever the offenses find something that's working against him. Mm. If the Vikings are moving the ball uh, early in this game and scoring points, I don't know if that'll change later in the game. So um, 
if the Vikings show me a lot early, I'm not real worried about what the score is um, at halftime. But if they're able to move the ball at will and score points against the Saints, I don't think that Dennis Allen uh, has has what it's going to take to stop that from happening if that you know onslaught were to happen. So I would be willing to maybe jump on the Vikings, um, not really getting a deal with extra points, but uh, just taking them to win the game if they look very sharp on offense early. I like that. I like that. All right. Closing off the uh, playoff, or I'm sorry, the uh, wild card playoff round, we've got the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. We've actually seen this matchup already this season where the Seahawks traveled to Philadelphia and won. Uh, we've got the Seahawks favored by one and a half here with our total at 45. Uh, I wanna, I'm interested in this because the, the Eagles had two really big games down the stretch. Uh, that they well down the stretch the last two weeks that they won and I I didn't look like Vegas or anybody was really giving them much of a chance so the game against the Cowboys it felt like you know the Cowboys just were going to go in there and take care of business they did not the Eagles won setting themselves up for a week 17 matchup against the Giants and what I found funny about that too pretty much every team that needed to win to either make the playoffs or to uh, secure a first round bye they they were large favorites, right? So we saw, you know, teams like the Saints as a 14-point favorite. We saw um, it's a little, uh, the Packers as a huge favorite up there on the road. But And, and then it, we're even talking about money lines here, too, at least minus 500 on those two teams. And then we get to the Eagles, where they're only four-point favorites against the Giants. And I believe they were only, like, minus 215 on the money line. So a lot of that, it just it looked like it was going to be an absolute trap game. Well, and behold, the Eagles, you know, pull ahead for the second straight week against the NFC East opponent. Were, did you look at that line, you know, with like a little bit of a tilted head and be like, eh, what do we got going on here with these Eagles in week 17 against the Giants, that is? Um, in, in some ways, but um, it also, you know, it was a division game on the road. And um, the Eagles have, have been banged up for, for weeks and weeks now. Yeah. Uh, if I'm. If I believe correctly, I think did the Giants. I think they came off of a, a week sixteen win. Yes. Um, so no, I don't really think it was much of a trap game because um, again, it, it wouldn't have been shocking if um, Philly would have won that game by three or four points, and I think maybe the line probably closed like four and a half or five. Um, so you know, and again, I think it, a lot of that had to go back to um, Philly just not being really real, real healthy at this time, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they they handled their business, and here they are in the playoffs, uh, in a similar situation where we've seen them in the past, where teams have, you know, other teams have, or us as fans have kind of counted them out, and now here they are, just uh, games away from the Super Bowl, possibly. So, uh, at the end of the day, you know, they made it, <laughs> and here yeah. they are. Yeah, that that is the Philly model. I mean, you know, we use the cliche all the time, next man up, but. I think these guys do it pretty much better than everybody. So you alluded to this. This is your your favorite spot of the week for a team. So let's have it. Who are we liking here? The Eagles. Eagles by two scores. I like – all right. See, I was liking yeah. the Eagles, but two scores. I like it even more now. Yeah, yeah. I think the Eagles um, run away from this. Um, you know, Some of our evidence was from the previous matchup. This is the only – the only game um, of this weekend that is a rematch from the regular season, which is kind of surprising. You know, we usually see that uh, sometimes these teams have played each other 
But I double checked because I was kind of surprised that we didn't see the Titans or the Pats or the Bills or the Texans, especially. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the evidence for my prediction on the Eagles goes back to the previous time that they played. Of course, Seattle did beat them seventeen to nine. That was a what, real ugly game, too. By the way, a real ugly game. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know, some of the uh, outliers in that that I think will change, or one of the big ones is. Uh, the Eagles had five turnovers that game. Mm. You know, other than that, their defense just absolutely dominated uh, the Seahawks, and a lot of that has to do with the defensive coordinator and his defensive system is called a wide nine defensive front. That's really going to give fits again to Russell Wilson and his ability to you know get out of the pocket and make plays. The, the first matchup, he had three rushes for 15 yards. He was sacked six times, mm. um, so it was really just the Eagles weren't that good uh, during that time. You know, they were really, really banged up. And um, Carson Wentz had one of his worst games of the season. He was responsible for three or four of those turnovers. So um, one of the bright spots for them is it was kind of the breakout for Greg Ward Jr. And that was kind of the beginning of him getting some reps at wide receiver. And he was definitely instrumental in them pulling together those late string wins. Um, so, you know, at least in that regards, they have developed someone to help take some strain off of Carson Wentz. But again, the big angle here is the the Jim Schwartz wide nine D front, uh, giving Russell Wilson lots of problems. I think the Eagles defense is going to show up on Sunday and the offense will um, play you know better than they definitely did the first time that they played the Seahawks and continue the momentum that they've developed over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I would advise betting this game closer to kickoff because I do believe that Seattle money is pouring in. Uh, they still haven't moved this off of one and a half, but as the money keeps coming in, they will. I wouldn't even be surprised if you're able to get the Eagles a plus three uh, on Sunday. Interesting. I like that a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. If you get three points for the home team there on the road, then, you know, it's hysterical because a lot of, a lot of things have been made of the Seahawks just coming East this year, taking names and kicking some ass. But you know, with their recent travel schedule, you got to think that this is just like, it's got to take a toll at some point. And of course, why not, you know, later than sooner, of course, right? Yep. And, and again, I, I just don't really think they're going to be able to run the ball against this wide nine front. And I think that their, you know, X factor, which is Russell Wilson's legs. Um, it's won them many games uh, this year and in previous years. I, I just think that it's a, a bad overall scheme, uh, especially with the, uh, the offense that Seattle currently mans. So I think this is the Eagles for the taking. And then again, uh, my reasoning for saying that they're going to win by two scores or more is um, I think they're able to find some ways to score early. And once Seattle gets down, um, you know, by 10 or more points, I think they're kind of forced to open things up on offense. And uh, that should fall right into the Jim Schwartz wheelhouse as he starts bringing pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And look, too, man, we've seen the Eagles a lot in these early round playoff games, you know, do some damage, uh, you know, especially when they're at home, too. You know, this is definitely a tough place for a lot of opposing teams to play. Eagles had so many injuries on defense earlier this season. Now they're getting healthier. And again, as you alluded to, the defensive scheme uh, that Jimmy Schwartz is drawing up for the birds, man, I, I'm liking this. I Look, I was already liking it going into Sunday, but, you know, I, I love the prediction with the two score win there, of course. Now, I'll just one quick thing, because I know uh, Zach Ertz, he's got the rib, right? And again, I'm not trying to rain on the party here, but 
What what do you say? What else do you say to those people that say, "Oh man, they don't even have Zach Ertz this week," like you know? Because of course you're gonna get that that pushback there. So um, yeah, I know you talked about it with Greg Ward. I know the running game. You know they got some of those guys back. Boston Scott's been a night a breath of fresh air for this team. So well, what do you, what do you say to all those doubters there that that the Eagles might have Zach Ertz? Well, um, for one, I don't think he's 100% scratched yet, correct? Uh, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know that he is, but I know leading up to I, – I, even last week, uh, they were saying that he might not go for the playoff game, but yes. Yeah, I was just – I didn't want to make sure I missed any news over the last couple of hours. But what's, um, the, similar. Uh, what's the big um, – uh, what they – oh, cortisone's a hell of a drug. That's it. Yeah, cortisone. <laughs> um, it, I mean, similar to what we were saying about Adam Humphreys and the Titans. I mean, even if he plays, he's not 100%. Right. So, you know, he won't be the Zach Ertz. Um, but they have been dealing with this. You know, this th- just 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 didn't come up a couple days ago. Um, I, I like the head coach and his ability to work with what he has. Um, and then, of course, they have, you know, the, the other Titan, Dallas, the Goddard. He's been playing great as well. So I do think that, you know, not having Ertz or even if he does play injured, you know, will definitely impact the offense and slow them down. But I just believe in the uh, coaching staff's ability to find a way to score points in this game. And then again, to go back to where, you know, the main angle I have here is the Eagles defense facing that Seattle offense. So uh, as things open up in the offense, hopefully later on in the game, you know, they, they catch Seattle kind of scrambling as the Eagles are able to stay balanced between the run and the pass. While Seattle, I expect to get down early and have to rely heavily on Russell Wilson in the past game. So not much of an argument I can make in regards to saying, well, you know, Zachary's doesn't matter in this one. <laughs> he is a very pivotal piece. Uh, hopefully he, he does get on the field, even though he would be limited. Um, that'll just help the cause even more. For me, actually, I don't mind if he's scrapped. I think that'll just help push this line um, and give me more value um, as I'll be likely pulling the trigger on the, the Eagles money line once we get that juiced up a little bit. So for me, I'm fine without Zach Ertz uh, for the simple fact that I think that the public will overvalue him not being there, push this line even further. All right. All right, folks, that was Chris Dawson giving you his top NFL stuff for the NFL wildcard weekend. Make sure you give that guy a follow on Twitter at Cash Gritty. Now, I know since it's the playoffs, uh, you've been extremely generous during the regular season, and especially the week before Christmas where you're basically giving the whole board away for free. Can can the people expect any free plays in the playoffs, or is this is this pay-up time for the people? No, you can definitely expect free play. And right here it is, the Eagles. Jump on the Eagles. It's the free play for the week. Um, take that. You know, as we get dwindling down the games, it, it will be hard to give games away when we only have, you know, in championship week and things like that with just two games. But I uh, highly advise, you know, jumping on the free money, giving the Eagles this week. Tune in to listen to us next week, and, and we'll try to give a free play out um, for the divisional round as well. And then after that, we'll probably have to – have to shut the vault and uh, tighten up for conference play. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks. Once again, this was the sports predictor podcast. Make sure you go to the website at sportspredictor.com. You can find Chris's plays and all the other professional betters that do their work on there. A lot of great stuff from everybody there. Give us a follow on Twitter at predictor HQ. Again, follow Chris on Twitter there at cash gritty. Even though you listen to the podcast, you do know that he likes the Eagles, but there's going to be a lot of other stuff there on sportspredictor.com. So make sure you follow that as well. 
All right. Uh, I'm very excited for this weekend, as I'm sure you are as well. Uh, any closing thoughts, even though we got down to a lot of stuff today? No, I think, you know, enjoy the games. My advice is always um, if you don't have an edge or an angle in the game, it's okay to set it out, even though it's the playoffs. I think we always need reminded, uh, you know, we're watching one game at a time. And, you know, even me as a veteran, you know, I have to remind myself sometimes an hour before kickoff of this Bills Texans game that I don't have an edge today. And if I don't have an edge by then, it's okay to just watch the game and enjoy it. There will always be another game. So uh, it's a short slate. And if you can't find something you like, it's okay to hang on and wait for another week. That would be my closing advice is just because it's the playoffs doesn't mean you have to bet on the games. It's a very itchy time of year, but you know, yeah, be, yeah. be well, folks. Be well. All right. We will be back with you next week for the divisional rounds of the playoffs. We're going to see some of these one and two seeds back on there. So uh, going to be a great time. Big thanks again to Chris for joining us as always. And again, sportspredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to the Sports Picks packages from long-term winning bettors. We'll see you next week, folks. Peace.